Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives about what's happening at their companies. With us today, happy to have him back, Terry Booth. He's executive chairman of Benovi Technologies, trades on the TSX Venture under VISN. Play on vision there, keep an eye on that. And uh, for our friends in the US, under BNVIF. Now, for those of you who are new to the story, and it's going to be a lot of you, uh, Benovi is essentially a vision therapy and training company. And that goes well beyond fixing eyes that simply can't read letters on an eye chart. That's where your optometrist does. What Benovi does without getting all scientific is deliver higher performing brains essentially by optimizing the performance of the eye. So the result is a faster brain through stronger eyes. Uh, and what would be an example of this? Athletes developing faster brains to gain an edge for their success. More than just lip service, Clients include clubs in the NHL, Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, uh, showcased at the, at the NFL Scouting Combine, and Eli Wilson goaltending, the world leader in goaltending development. Uh, their flagship, Benovi, is a state-of-the-art platform. It's essential for maximizing brain performance. Since the launch, more than 800 organizations have been registered and have used the platform for vision therapy, uh, creating about 31,000 users and more than 40,000 active uh, sessions. For those of you who may know the name Terry Booth, and you should, he's the founder and former CEO of Aurora Cannabis, which he started with $2.5 million, $2 million of his own capital and led to a peak of a billion, $18 billion market cap. And he's no one-hit wonder. He's had over 30 transactions and acquisitions the last five years, 25 years of experience in creating, growing uh, uh, companies in highly regulated industries. And he's a big benefit to Benovi. Terry, welcome back. Hey, George. How are you, man? Good to see you. Uh, really good on this end. Always good to see you. Look, you're an influencer. Uh, you're a great entrepreneur. So it's great for everyone at home to be able to hear what you have to say about Benovi. Before we get to some specifics, uh, give us a 30,000-foot view on for people who are new to Benovi. What's the core of what you guys do really well? Okay, it's... um. I'll explain Bonovi as a step ahead or another step in correcting vision. Um, what we do with acuity, which is what you spoke with earlier, you look at an eye chart and you could have 20-20 vision, but that doesn't mean that you have great vision. You, you could have a deficiency in what they call your binocular strength. And that's the muscles at the back of your eye that connect to your brain. If they're not balanced, um, if they're not strong, your eyes will get tired very quickly or your eyes will see things or follow things at a different pace. So uh, when, when you mentioned the athletes, they already have excellent binocular vision. Um, what they're using our products for is to improve that vision by maybe just 2%. And 2% could mean someone missing the tip of your chin um, or you smashing them on the tip of the chin and knocking them out when, when you get into UFC and boxing. Um, same thing with, with baseball, that 2% could really give you right. a, a lift. But there's a lot of people that have far less um, excellent binocular vision. And where we see um, the pivot in the company when I joined it, and it's what made me excited, was about children's vision and um, reading abilities by the end of grade three. If you don't have decent reading abilities by the end of grade three, you're unlikely to graduate um, high school. Um, so if we can use visual therapy, which is the exercising of the eyes to balance them and whatnot, 
to correct, and it is correctable, uh, binocular vision um, deficiencies, uh, we're gonna you know, change the world. And that's what got me pumped about it. I'm involved in a, a number of different um, uh, companies right now. And this one has me the most excited um, and, and actually I've been quite involved with Adam in, in our pivot, not away from the athletes, but, but to add in this educational piece by bringing in top uh, world-class uh, scientists. Hey, at the end of the day, uh, education, even from a pure economics point of view, is a bigger market for you uh, oh. than, than even, even than athletes at the end of the day. Because one, one in what, I don't know, 500 people is an elite athlete, let's say, but everybody everybody's getting education. Uh, so let's, let's talk about that a little more, uh, Terry. Are you're, when you talk about education, you're talking about much younger kids at the end of the day. You're, uh, you're not really talking about the, the later years, even though it applies. So what goes on there? They have 20-20 vision, but they still, you know, the connection between what they see in their brains is, is slower uh, mm -hmm. or seeing things differently. Because you have some personal experience uh, in this that maybe you can share with everybody because I think passion is important when it comes to things like this. Sure, sure. My, my daughter, Brittany, she's 31 years old now. She's a grade one teacher. And when she was just a little, a little kid, um, age four or five, we noticed that she had some vision issues. And um, at that time, they would patch the good eye and, and let your um, Weak bad eye. eye try and strengthen. And that's now considered barbaric, um, a type of treatment for eyes. Um, Brittany's vision is not bad now, but it could have been done a lot better. And technology's come so far um, with respect to this um, strength behind the eye. The um, other examples of this is was when kids have double vision or kids are dyslexic or, or, or kids are diagnosed with ADD. Um, a lot of that may, may be over-diagnosed, um, we're finding because of this binocular vision deficiency. And it, it's interesting, kids that are born premature, um, a, a month at least, seem to suffer even more from binocular vision deficiencies because it's the last piece of the puzzle that develops in the womb is that connection from the eyes to the brain. Um, and if you can imagine, it's you know, hundreds and thousands of connections that are made there. And if they're not made right, um, you can see fine, but you might get tired after a, a half hour of reading. You may not be able to pay the proper attention to a, a teacher writing on a school board because of, um, you know, your, your eyes are getting tired. So it's really about exercising and balancing those muscles and making them uh, work together. The eyes go to the left and the right at the same time. When you're, when you're reading, you follow a line. Um, and this isn't new technology it's just better technology in correcting that deficiency through our various uh, visual therapy programs so how do you get to that market is your plan now i'm thinking as a shareholder so fantastic vision pardon the pun great passion you obviously have uh, you know real inspiration and from your personal experience which is so often the genesis of so many great success stories in this world but how do you get to that market are you guys plan to go to education boards one by one, or are you planning to go direct to parents? Uh, how do you attack? Because obviously that's a, that's a massive market and you got to be careful that you don't spend so much money trying to go after it that you don't end up depleting your cash resources and burning cash. What's mm -hmm. your strategy there, Terry? Um, 
it's it's fairly it's fairly simple. I, I you know was able to sell uh, medical cannabis to over twenty five health ministers in in the world. Um, I look forward to speaking to education ministers around the world and and not leaving their boardrooms until they uh-huh. they buy into this. Um, I'm a convincing individual, and if we have the science that backs this, um, I, I look forward to them trying to say no to at least testing this. Now, of course, we can't come out of the gate and expect to speak to you know, 25 different countries, but we'll start here in Canada. We'll probably start here in Alberta. Uh, Dr. Sandra Stoddard is in the education field of, and she's a PhD in early education. She works for a school division in Alberta. Um, she's heading our, um, our plan in, in getting the schools on board. Of course, COVID has played a little bit of a, a role in delaying that, but we're still putting the pieces of the puzzle together in order to approach the school boards where it's such a compelling um, argument that, you know, uh, I, I don't see how you can say no. Uh, the evidence is there that from you know, kindergarten to grade three is where you really have to um, check all the boxes with, with a, a child's vision. Um, and, and other things that, you know, kids that don't graduate that have other than vision problems, um, that only accounts to three, 3%. Yeah. We have an 18% um, rate in, in, in Canada with regular folk that aren't graduating from high school. Um, a lot of that is pointed to reading comprehension. Reading is the best test of binocular vision, but it also affects your math and it affects your sports and it affects, um, you getting tired, it affects your attention. So Sanders laid out a plan now for the science team. I just read it um, a couple of days ago. It came out on the 15th of November. Um, they're yet to comment on it, um, but the studies that we'll do are, are gonna be swift um, with, with these kids. And we just need a couple of school divisions to buy into this. Maybe we start to study out with, with 300, but because we have previous data that supports what we're doing. Right. We're able to check the boxes and Dr. Jason Dyke, he's a research scientist with the University of Alberta. He's a friend of mine. He, he's now no longer with Aurora. He knows how to do a study that'll pass the acid test. Once that's in hand, are you gonna argue with me about the, the facts that we need to get in um, and, and help these children out? And it's not a lot of time. It's like uh, three 20 minute sessions a week. So, you know, if you can imagine, George, the kids come in, um, every kindergarten, you got a new set of clients. Uh, that's the beauty of the, the, the revenue model. It's, it's every, awesome. every year they keep yeah, coming. <laughs> every, year, every little, little bums come in. And then we, um, um, I wouldn't call it cull the herd, but we'll separate the ones that have, they don't have the problem, right? We'll also do an acuity test. You know, we'll do the eye chart test and, and we, we want to work with optometrists um, in, in the same vein. Um, optometrists have had believe it or not, a very difficult time getting into school systems because they're seen as trying to sell glasses. Uh, well, we're, we're seen as trying to improve vision, not correct with glasses, okay? De- so- Devil's <laughs> advocate, Terry. The one thing that can stop good ideas whenever you deal with government education boards is money, right? The fact of the matter is we know that education budgets around, at least North America, but I'm assuming around the world with rare exception, sometimes are stretched. Uh, how do you get how do you get around budgetary concerns where I say I'm George Cholas, I'm the York Region, you know, director of education, and we love what you've got, but we don't know if we can afford it. Does that come up? And if so, how do you how do you guys solve that? It's it, it's addressed. I, I think the plan is sound. It may, may need some tweaking, but um, 
we're going to be um, leasing um, the hardware um, to these schools, a very discounted rate. There's not a lot of hardware. We're talking about tablets and, and, and some software stuff. And then we're going to be licensing the programs themselves. So, so at, you know, very um, low rates, this is all about scale um, and, and getting the numbers, but the, the cost to the school uh, divisions and schools themselves will really be the time spent by the instructor. And, and, you know, many schools have um, school nurses, people who are, you know, um, normally gym teachers around. that aren't, aren't always busy. These <laughs> yeah, aren't busy waiting to put a band aid on or, or something like that. And remember, it's it's probably only you know, twenty to thirty percent of the children that will need the ongoing therapy. Um, the visual therapy is not a twenty year program. It, it's 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 a one year program, and and it decreases in time over time. Um, there will be parents that want to do this from home to um, accelerate the the, um, the visual therapy and we have that organized as well adam the ceo has done a great job in getting uh you know bonovi uh ready for covid if, if you will and i'm still reviewing that plan but we do have a at home um program which may cost a little bit more money if you think about it if we have 10 ipads for one school that we're leasing and and we're licensing the software it's infinitesimal it's a small amount of money um, for the school boards but it, it climbs when parents have to buy their own ipad and their own software so we're you're not amortizing over 10 different 10 different entities you're just you one yeah and, and that's COVID. COVID is not going to be forever but we do want to have an at-home model and that at-home model better have the support and you don't want to overcook it either. You know, the kids shouldn't be on this thing an hour a day. It should be 20 minutes every two days or every three days. Um, so, so we can, um, as the programs are run, by the way, we're able to see the improvements in the binocular strength occur. Um, and it's not like the kids are reading a book on a tablet, maybe following a little deer around, depending upon their age. Um, it, it's relative to to the left, to the right, up and down. You know, Wayne Gretzky could do it three times as fast as you and I look left and right and up and down. Um, his binocular vision was tested by the Soviets. Uh, you know, they didn't know what they were testing. They, they called it peripheral, but really they were testing you know, Wayne's eye speed. Interesting. Interesting. And that explains why he wasn't the biggest guy on the ice. He wasn't the fastest guy on the ice. But what did you and I hear? And for we're dating ourselves right now, but pretty much anybody over the age of 40 what would we always hear gretzky seems to see everything on the ice and i guess eyes in the back of the head right right yeah and do you guys have uh generally speaking you said about a minute ago i found something you said interesting improvement you talk about the improvements do you have any data yet on the kind of improvements that you can give to to young kids is there uh is there some kind of a metric that you measure where you say hey you know what we caught this problem with for little georgie in grade one you know, went through a year of this, and as a result, now his trajectory, his improvement, is yeah. this over time. Do you guys do you guys have that kind of data? Yeah, um, we have it, but we need to refine it. It's not from us; it's from a I'd call them renowned um, scientists in Southern California that did it in a um, I think Monticello or some some depressed area of LA, and and didn't track properly the study so that you could publish it. Let's put it that way, but showed significant improvements in the percentage of kids that were um, doing better at school. So, so that data is there. Um, the, the, the programs that we continue to put in place are actually athlete driven. 
you know, the, the athletes are using it and we see where they see improvements, but we just have to scale that back a bit um, for the little ones, you know, instead of having a big touchscreen that they're banging away at, you know, you, you have a small one that is interactive and, and it brings those kids into the fold. So, you know, the, the you, you mentioned um, athletes and, and yeah, they're going to be big for the, the brand of Bonobi, um, they're already reporting um, results. They want, they want more you know, programs. They, they want to try this. Um, they're, they're seeing the differences in their abilities to compete. Um, that's going to be great when we talk to um, kids in school divisions. Like, you know, they're more of an endorsement. The, these athletes, you said, you know, one in 500. I bet you it's more like one in 5,000. Yeah, um, yeah, probably right. Elite athletes that are out there in the world. I coached hockey for 10 years and I used to tell my parents that um, uh, one out of a thousand children will even do something in hockey, um, whether that be a referee or uh, in a skate store. Um, so, so don't expect your kids to be pros. Um, just let's let them have some fun. But um, I'm, I'm excited about this, George. It, it's, um, it's getting better every day. We, we've done a couple of, uh, well, not, we, did, we did one financing, two tranches. It was successful. Uh, we have cash now in the bank to, to execute. We're not going to burn through that cash doing a bunch of um, acquisitions or whatnot. We really have to um, get after the school divisions and, 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 and get this rolling. Um, what's the expense of selling this to the world? I think it's attending teacher conferences and um, you know educational um, executive conferences with experts like uh, Dr. Sandra Stoddard. You have to have her one of these days on your show. She's compelling. Anytime, because you know what? Well, that, that would she be the real stuff. power there. Yeah, that that really um, you know I'm trying to talk science with you. I, I tell you what, I just I just zip my lip when the, the young lady is speaking. She's awesome. Man, she's actually, actually, I'm glad you're not talking to science because it's good to get this real, you know, layman kind of review of it, which you've done amazingly well and sounds incredibly compelling. But you're right; it would be great to go to the next, the next level with her. Question for you: You, you, you talked about financing, so you'd almost think that you know, I had, I prompted you to bring that up so I could ask the next question. But that is one of my questions, which is in those financings, you increase your position. And now you've invested almost half a million dollars in the company. So the obvious inference uh, is that you feel optimistic about the company's potential. Um, what can you add to that as to, you know, wh what do you see for the company in the next one, three, five years? Because you're not obviously a short term. You're not flipping stock for nickel for, for nickels here. You're you're looking long term. So what is what was the driving factor between you putting your money where your mouth is and investing in the company? Right. Um, number one, it's it's a global and noble um, effort. Um, if you can uh, jump in the box at the end of the day, get some dirt thrown on top and say you helped a bunch of little people see better um, and be better educated, that's that's pretty cool. And I believe in that we're going to do that. Um, the return on my investment, I think, is going to be excellent. Um, I, I think that this... Um, model that we're putting together in that space is not going to cost a lot. It's going to be um, something that will really drive uh, revenues beyond what we even anticipate. Uh, we, you know, we have our estimates now. We're, we're going to be at a, um, a cash flow positive. We're shooting to have that, you know, careful what we say, but, you know, second quarter, calendar quarter. Um, and that's, you know, depending upon where COVID goes and where we get with these education systems. Right now, George, they don't want us in their schools. Right, they don't want 
um, us setting up um, stuff and you don't want gatherings of, of students um, doing one test. So um, not that we've asked them, we've not asked them that yet, but I, I imagine um, I'm in Alberta and uh, certainly there's some strict uh, things around that, but we have a vaccine coming. Um, the kids aren't nearly as affected by um, COVID, but I don't see that as standing in the way of revenue. Um, with, with the at-home program that we've got, we have to get it out there, but as you say, I don't want to blow, not I, we don't want to blow a bunch of our shareholders' money um, out of the gate while we're developing the proof. Uh, developing the proof is not going to be that expensive because we're halfway there. Um, it's about the sell and um, will, will this be a, a good investment? And you're damn right it will. I think it's going to be an awesome investment for anybody, I, I think, at these prices. You know, think about that just for a second. We're, we're, just, we're just in the first inning of, of this company. And, and to pivot towards the education and continued um, buy-in from the athletes as the, as the uh, software continues to improve is, is awesome. Can't say you know, a, a few things, but we're, um, we're going to have some good stuff for you guys and our investors in the next couple months. Well, Terry, I can't think of, uh, look, you're one of those few companies that can, that can have a double benefit, one for society and one for shareholders. Uh, so if you can accomplish the first one, which would be great because we're, we're in a world now that wants to create greater quality, great opportunity for everybody in it. If you can accomplish that, that's just fantastic for society. And if you can accomplish it while you're also creating you know, share appreciation value for shareholders over the next, you know, one, two, three, five years, then I don't think there's a better, I don't think there's a better value proposition. So, you know, thanks for, thanks for coming on to talk with us today. I want to have you back on with, with your doctor and I'm going to leave last word to you before we sign off. Sure. I, I appreciate the last word. I was going to say, Oh, let me say one more thing. <laughs> um, the, the competitiveness of the education system is unlike, I, I didn't, Imagine this. I'm learning it now um, through San, Sandra. You know, even at the school, the schools within school divisions compete. Um, school divisions compete within provinces. Provinces compete with other provinces. Countries compete with other countries. So I also feel um, compelled to win. Um, and Canada first. Uh, so let's get ahead of this um, curve by improving our, our education results and. Um, and then we'll move to the next country that we think should also win with us. But um, I, I, I do feel that there's um, a thirst to, to win in education systems because that's where they get their dollars. That's how they get their raises in many countries. Um, and that's how they get their funding. And if we can make it uh, a, a difference and, and within a short time frame, and they see it, um, this is going to be an amazingly easy sell, I, I believe, for, for uh, me, Adam, and our team. Well, I got to tell you, that's a variable that none of us would have really known. I mean, one, a thousand of us might have known that. And telling us about that variable, obviously, you know, gives us more, uh, builds a support for why the education system will, will want to adopt this. And, you know, uh, I might kind of finish off and add on the one thing I think ed tech, you know, education next 10 years is going to completely change the nature of education, um, you know, artificial, artificial intelligence in the classrooms, augmented reality in classrooms. Uh, so it just makes sense that vision, you know, better visioning, fixing the eyes, stronger connection to the brain uh, is almost hand in hand with that because so much of education is going to be visual and online. So uh, 
I, yeah. I think the company's well positioned from uh, you know from a trend point of view, and 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 uh, looking forward to watching you guys succeed, Derek. Hey man, thanks for having me. Um, anytime. Um, look forward to the next time we chat, and if we can get uh, the doc on board, uh, you're gonna love her. We can absolutely get her on board. You name the time and place, Terry. We, we'd love to have her. That's for sure. Okay. Hey, have a great, uh, great day. And once again, thanks for having us. And uh, look out. It's going to be a great company. Uh, you've been watching, or if you're listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, or Apple, uh, Terry Booth, Executive Chairman at Benovi Technologies, trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol VISN. Now you know where that symbol comes from. And for our friends in the U.S. under BNVIF. Now, look, we know that there's a lot for you to absorb here because uh, you know, Benovi essentially is a disruptive technologies kind of company. So we don't expect all of you to understand it just from this one interview with Terry. You can't absorb all of it. In fact, you might even say, what was that again? So we're helping you out there two ways. One, feel free to watch the interview again. That's the great thing about these on demand and you can go back to sections you want to review. But also remember, get to Agoracom, find the Benovi hub, punch in the company's name or stock symbol, go to the profile page, that's where we've kind of neatly laid out everything for you from a 30,000 foot point of view to really repeat and help you understand the concepts. Then get over to the company's website. Do your due diligence, right? There's only so much Netflix you can do. There's only so much surfing you can do on social media in, this, in these COVID times. So why not use the time to do great due diligence? And hopefully, guys, you've discovered your next great small cap disruptive company. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you soon.